Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. That song you just heard was Go for the Clothes by Sam Barsh. And Mike, tell them where they can get that song. Sam Barsh, uh, soundstripe.com. You are correct. Confused as always, but you are correct. Uh, yes, you can get that epic song right there. And, you know, it's very fitting for our guests, but we'll get that in a second. Um, if you want to do something epic, like I was thinking about what else they can make, and considering who our guest is, I actually think they can make awesome montage videos using the sound from soundscribe.com. What do you think about that? Man, I think that's a great idea. It's a great I idea. I think you're onto something there. Yeah. Is that a thing? Montage videos? I never heard of this thing. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's like uh, putting a sizzle reel together, you know, but just of your fights. And Ooh. I've seen a highlight reel. Is that like a highlight reel? Like a highlight reel. Yeah, my favorite highlight reel is watching uh, Jordan do some slam dunks. Yeah, I was actually going to keep it in basketball and say a white chocolate Jason Williams highlight reels. Ah, those are fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about, but you're going you're to tell me real quick, please. Well, it's it's when the Sacramento Kings graced this cover of Sports Illustrated as the basketball the way it ought to be, and it was the way they passed the ball and the way. Jason Williams passed the ball was like on the playground and he was doing behind the backs, bumps off the elbows between the legs. Um, no look passes, full court passes. And this was all live in the game and it just doesn't happen anymore. Well, so what you're saying is we can watch that video with some awesome music from soundstrap.com. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, good, good. So yes, uh, as always, if you go to soundstrap.com and use promo code, Uncle Dad Talks 10, you will save 10% off your first month subscription. And it's not just music, it's also sound effects. They also added videos too, Mike. I haven't told you that yet, but they added uh, videos. So now what you can do is um, like stock footage videos. You can go there, get the videos. I'm assuming you could put it like in your, your DJ, maybe put like in your background or something. You know, Mike, you DJ, right? I do not. Okay, well, I'm going to say you do today. <laughs> I have friends who DJ. Oh, yes. One of them has been on the show. That's right. Shout out to Grim. Grim, we miss you. Not that you're dead, but <laughs> we just miss you. <laughs> yeah, we miss you on the show. Yes, yes, yes. I want to bring you on again. But all that brings me to what we're talking about today. And what we are talking about is essentially, I don't want to say just fighting, but it's a big focus today. Uh, fighting. Uh, and not fighting, you know, for, 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 for anything inappropriate. Just fighting for the sport. Mike, what is your, what is your take on professional fighting? Yeah, I mean, it's another huge sport in this in the world, I would say, not just here in the, in the States, but um, it's to me, I, I feel like that's the max athlete, like you not only have to work on your strength and conditioning, your your focus, uh, I would assume everything that you put in your body matters. Uh, you know, I, I would I cannot even compare myself to a, a professional fighter in any way. I mean, I can. You are definitely a fighter. <laughs> well, a spiritual sp fighter. Spiritual fighter. Yes. <laughs> spiritual fighter. I'm making a shirt of that, actually. Oh, you should. You should. Uh, but yes, I think uh, I, whatever you're, what you're saying is dead on. I think uh, it's interesting how to see how fighting has been a part of our blood, if you think about it forever, right? Like when you think about like even like during the um, the Great Depression, right? Boxing was still incredibly popular, even though the times were falling apart, right? And now we have, you know, the new sports. We have, you know, 
You have all types of fighting, but the one we're specifically talking about today is going to be UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship, which primarily is MMA fighting, correct? Correct. Um, and I ask you because I'm not u- uberly familiar with uh, UFC. Like, I know of it. I've watched a fight here and there. Obviously, I know, like, the big guys like McGregor and, you know, Ronda Rousey, stuff like that, you know, very easy name drops. But I don't know a whole lot about it in, in detail. I guess I will say... Because, you know, I'm always very proud to talk about Stockton. You know, Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, Stockton boys represent UFC. That's right, yeah. Uh, speaking of of local boys, we have a local boy from your neck of the woods. Mm. And, uh, Mike, go ahead and introduce this guest. Yeah, so, you know, in the spirit of the Sacramento Kings, which I've already seemed to wedge into this episode once. Andrew, um, <laughs> Well, you did that for me. Thank you. <laughs> hey. um, yeah, uh, our next guest on the show is uh, obviously a UFC fighter who is from Sacramento, California, where I spent many years of my life. Uh, yeah, Max Payne Griffin is uh, going to be our guest today. Max Payne Griffin. First off, such a badass name. I, I, I love the, I love the nickname. Um I am definitely going to ask him because since I am the resident gamer, I need to ask, is any of that thought of from, you know, the video game Max Payne? Have you ever heard of that game, Max Payne? I have heard of that game. Yeah. Okay. Well, he spells it with the Y and that's how I thought he was going to spell it, but he didn't. So that's okay. Uh, but I am curious to see if there's any connection. Probably not. Or is it just maximum pain? You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder if it's because he gives the pain or if it's because he experiences pain <laughs> wow probably both <laughs> spoken like a spiritual fighter <laughs> uh with that said we'll be right back with the from this ad break and when we return we will be speaking to ufc fighter max Payne griffin all right Hey everyone, Baby Gabe here with a quick ad break before we begin this week's interview. First off, thank you all so much for the support we've received from the very beginning of this podcast. We really appreciate you sticking with us as we have grown and we continue to grow. If you're enjoying the content, please give us a review on whichever podcasting app you are using. It helps us know what we're doing right and what we can do to make things even better for you. A review also puts us in front of more people so we can continue to grow. I'm also working on a few projects myself. While those aren't ready to be announced, in the meantime, I'm currently streaming on Twitch, where you can watch me yell at some worms while playing Worms Rumble or get drunk while playing Fall Guys every Friday. I'm also working on overcoming my fear of the dark by playing horror games like Bendy and the Ink Machine every Sunday. Stop by, say hi, and give a follow over at twitch.tv slash kingkiller underscore azoth. I'm hoping to connect with more people from the Uncle Dad community. You can also find myself and Uncle Dad on Instagram at babygabe underscore udt and at Uncle Dad Comic. We would love to get to know the community better. But in the meantime, I will pass you off back to Uncle Dad and Mike. I'll see you all later. All right, everybody. Welcome Max Payne Griffin to the show. What's up, Max? Man, I'm blessed. Doing very well. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. Um, Yeah, so Max, you are a... Let's see, you're a welterweight. You're the welterweight division in the welterweight division of the UFC. And yes, um, sir. you, so for those that don't know, like, how does, how does a guy like you, how do you get into the UFC? Is I know you spent years in some other, um, other type of fighting 
like what was it? Uh, Tachi Tachi Palace. Tachi Palace. Yeah. West Coast Fighting Championship. Gladiator Challenge. Ultimate Reno Combat. Um, a ton of you know. Yeah. I've uh, worked my way up. Um, I've been fighting forever. You know, I started when I was young. Did martial arts from four to thirteen. Um, it was my life. I did it six days a week. Did did hell of that. Can I cuss on this show? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Please do. Sometimes, you know, yeah. they bleep shit out. There's all so. the fucking you want. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. But yeah, I, you know, I was doing it when I was young. Um, was really into the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Like, really into Ninja Turtles. I used to want to be a Ninja Turtle. Wait, like, hold on. Which Ninja Turtle did you want to be? You know, I liked all of them. They all have like different little attributes. I feel like I'm like a super turtle mixed. Super turtle, I love it. I feel it. like I'm all of them, all of them mixed in one. Oh, I love it. I love it. Sorry, continue. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to do that, you know. And I was always watching, like, you know, I remember watching like Bloodsport and Kickboxer and shit. And my dad would always have me watch these like those spaghetti kung fu movies. You know, you defeat my father. You know, they talk and I come for you, you know, with the bad lip reading. And yeah, uh, they were fun to watch. I was always, I was just engulfed in martial arts and then um, quit when I was 13. I was going to high school and shit. I was like, Psh, I'm sick of it. Um, got out of it. And then I was always watching. I mean, I'm, you know, I was fighting at school and stuff, but, um, you know, living my crazy teenage life, um, getting in trouble and all that normal shit. But uh, then I got back to it. You know, I mean, I remember watching UFC, watching the videos, putting those videos in, going to Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, and um, watching those old Tank Abbott things and Royce Gracie, and watching. I loved it. I loved it. And uh, I was actually at Reggae on the River. It's a festival in Humboldt. People come from all over, all the world. It's like a cannabis thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we had security out there. But we were chilling, and I had this like epiphany. This voice was like you're going to fight when you get back. And I was like, whoa, you know? And I told everybody, like, hey, I'm going to fight when I get back. They're like, what? And I did. Um, got back into it. I actually went back to the gym that I used to go to when I was younger. When I was younger, um, Dave Marinoble was um world champion kickboxer. That That's who's my head coach now, or my main gym, uh, or one of my main gyms. But my dojo... Um, Dave Marinova, he was a fighter then. And then I haven't seen him, you know, in 10 years, you know, came back. And um, I was big, big guy. I was working at Round Table Pizza at the time. I was a manager. Ooh. So I had pizza every day for three <laughs> years. <laughs> I got to 237, I want to say. Wow. Um, yeah, I was so big. I looked at a picture and didn't even like, recognize myself i was like who the hell is that sitting <laughs> with my mom I'm like oh yeah. shit that's me but yeah you know i went back to the gym that you know i originated at Noble then had a you know he had a gym um Noble's kickboxing but he was training different guys um uriah uh rampage you know he was dealing with a bunch of ton of dudes scott smith james Irvin. they were doing all kinds of stuff and um you know really i uh I did it because I wanted to be one of the best in the world. And I did it because I knew I would become so. I didn't, I'm not one of those guys that like tries to get fame or tries to like, uh, it wasn't about that. Like there's a lot of guys like locally, you know, that um, didn't make it all the way, but they're local legends and things. 
but I didn't do it, you know, for that. I didn't do it just to fight locally. I did it because I knew I'd make a career out of it and live this journey that I'm on now. And shit. Uh, oh, that was 21. So 14 years later, yeah. I'm talking to you guys. I made it my life. Um, I do this full time now. Um, I mean, the whole time I was, when I was fighting, I wasn't like, I, I've had two, two, three jobs my whole life and a full-time job since I was 16. So as I was making this move, you know, I think I was doing construction in the morning and then, um, round table at night actually. And I was training, like I, like I was training in the morning, training at night. Um, even when the whole time, so it's basically a lot of fighters when they they make this mission or whatever, you know, they stay at home, they live at home with their mom or they get like roommates, you know, and they don't work, they just train. I was working up until, I was working full time until four years ago. I was working full time when I was in the UFC, uh, doing like corporate real estate kind of stuff. Wow. Um, was that just and your, now, you know. Is that just your like huh? drive? Like you just, you work like, you just got this incredible drive that is probably what what keeps you going in your training and in your fighting i'm sure but like that must have been something that your father instilled in you is like work hard and keep going right i, I would i would imagine yeah totally and i think it's when i was a kid when i was in the martial arts um 6 days a week i mean it was um it was a certain time and i was focused and um you know, you learn about a lot about like hard work and respect and being conscientious and being a good person. So not just martial, not just beating people up, mm. uh, just structure and there's honor and um, all that kind of shit. And <laughs> it's honor my relationship, man. Yeah. <laughs> For real. It's yeah, the, well, the bigger like, picture. I like it. Yeah, I think a stigma maybe around a lot of, of you know, UFC or MMA fighters is that they just want to beat people up or something and, and that they forget about the fact that there's actually a lot of honor in respecting your opponent and, and fighting, right? Like that's a huge, yeah, it depends, part. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It depends who you talk to, you know, <laughs> I'm one of the, <laughs> a lot of guys are dickheads, you know, sure. really, sure. Uh, you know, jock dudes or dudes with, you know, tough, tough lives. And, you know, they want to beat people up to take shit out on people. And, you know, there's all kinds of different people. Sure. Um, but I found, um, the better guys are, the nicer they are, hmm. you know? Interesting. Uh, I never thought about yeah. it like that. That is very fascinating. Yeah. The better they are, the nicer, bro. Like, um, it's, it's the, the guys that are, you know, insecure and got to have their mohawk and their tattoos <laughs> and be all tough. I'm a fighter. What up? I'm a fighter. You know, <laughs> what's up? I'm a fighter. Like, what's your name, bro? Like, yeah. You know, like I remember working at, um, Blue Shield of California. That's where I worked uh, my last place. Um, I was there for years. Oh, awesome. And they didn't even know, like, I did corporate real estate there. So it's basically, you're like the landlord for the fucking company. Um, so I knew everybody and did all this shit. Like, yeah, I mean, everything from the electricity to the rent to the to furniture to everything. Like, like everything. If something goes wrong, something goes right. I mean, we're... You know, we're putting solar in. We're building all this shit, building new buildings, new properties. And then there's like a snake in the fucking office. They call me <laughs> dude. So it's, I was a man of all hats. Uh, 
You solutions. Like I a, had to come up with solutions. Like a real solving. snake, not like a metaphorical snake. Like a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask that too. <laughs> right. There was they, they they even thought there was a deer in the building one time. And the and look, these are like key card beep. You know, you got your badge. All the doors are restricted. Like they thought there was a deer like one time in there. Deer got access I got a to call, someone's car. A deer, because it was in uh, yeah, it was in El Dorado Hills, which is like uh, it's 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 I, I don't want to say rural, it's not really rural, it's ritzy, but it's more kind of country. Not not really country either. But I don't know a, where the fuck they thought that deer was there. You know, I'm trying to think <laughs> why the fuck did they think a deer was there? That's pretty. So funny. what was uh, there? Was it just? <laughs> So look, <laughs> I, gotta, I mean, we got. I don't know. Someone, someone said that there was a deer in there, and I'm scared as fuck. Like a <laughs> fucking deer. Yeah. Right. I mean, can you imagine well, in a fuck fucking hallway a deer? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you're a yeah. fighter at this point, so. <laughs> yeah, but I fight people. Not fucking... <laughs> fighting deers. Not, not. It could have been a buck. I mean, fuck. Yeah, you don't want to fight that. Um. I guess what happened was I don't know what someone saw, but. There was like shit all over the place. What ended up happening, someone like shit their pants. <laughs> and it was coming down their pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there was a piece of shit like every like three feet for like 50 yards, <laughs> like around the corner, all around here. So I don't know if like the guy shit and said he saw a deer. I don't know how the deer is even in it, but. Or maybe was maybe like, it was a deer I, shit. <laughs> but I was like peeping around the corners, bro, like making sure I wasn't gonna run into this. I mean, I was so like tippy toeing around the fucking area where the deer was. Yeah. And this guy ended up shitting himself and uh shit all over the office, all in the hallway. And I had to go embarrassing. I had to I I I followed the shit, right? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, followed the shit. And the dude was in there and fucking, hmm. yeah, bro. I've been, can you imagine? So embarrassed. Yeah. He had to be fucking, he got like picked up. He put like a bag on his head to get out of there so no one knew who it was. Like, uh, but yeah. And then well, all that um, led you to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, <laughs> where does the shit lead? It leads to a UFC fighting career. <laughs> well, and, and- yeah. So the, the funny thing is about the, the, the thing though, like, I wasn't, People didn't know I was a fighter. I mean, there's so many like moms and not, you know, all kinds. I mean, there was, I think, three thousand people at my building, uh, but all kinds of real walks of life. But a lot of people didn't know I was a fighter. Like you fight, you're a fighter. <laughs> you're so nice. Like I remember I fought one time. I came with like two black eyes and all this shit, Scott stitches. I had to bring the bell, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't think I got beat up, which I, you know, got punched. But um, I brought in the belt. I mean, I was walking around the office with my belt on. And like, and, um, yeah. You're a fighter. You're so nice. I'm like, yeah, you, you, I have nothing to prove. Like, it's, I don't have to let everyone know I'm a fighter. Like, yeah. look around and find out. If they ask, you know? you know, hey, what are you doing in your spare time? You might say, oh, I fight in the UFC. Have you heard yeah. Of yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that. <laughs> you say it so casually like that. <laughs> UFC, and so you've got, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got right now a 16 and 8 uh, record with the UFC. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. 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 And so, our total, my pro record. Um, yeah, I've been fighting for a while, man. Um, 
what fights of, of any of those like when you think about your career as a fighter are there any that like really stick out and come to your mind as like a staple in your career i've had some sick fights i've fucking yeah bro i've uh they've all been fucking pretty dope even ones i've lost like even fights i've lost um they're split decisions yeah i got fucking robbed and i'm not one of those guys that like I fucking won, right? You think I won, right? I'm not one of those guys. Like, <laughs> I'm not one of those guys because there's people that bleak. I won. You see the people get their ass whooped all the time and they're like, oh, I fucking won that fight. Like, no, you fucking did. You got your ass whooped. I'm serious. If you look at any of the fights that I've lost, split decisions, every one of them. Mm. Um, except the Kobe Covington, I got TKO'd. Um, but that was like a mental thing. That was my first fight in the UFC. Mm. Kobe Covington's number two in the UFC right now. Um, he's He's dope. But for me, like, it was such a dream, bro. When I got to the UFC, actually, I got to the—I I actually went to the UFC like years ago. Um, I was on the Ultimate Fighter. Right. Um, I was on that, and uh, get on that. They came and did a commercial on me. They thought I was gonna fucking do well. They did—they had four, 32 guys. They did four commercials, and I was one of them. They came to Blue Shield and filmed and all the shit. And I go out there, beat the fuck out of the guy, and then. I ended up getting submitted um, with like five seconds left <sighs> in the triangle choke. I was fucking, I was trying to finish the fucker, you know, like, because yeah. that... Dana's in the back. Dana's in the back. Don't be, the, don't be on the fucking bus going back home, you know? Give it all you got. So, I mean, I was fucking, fuck this. It's like, like if I didn't get submitted, I would have beat him, you know what I mean? Yeah. 30-27. Um, but uh, it happened. I was crushed, bro. Like, crushed, crushed. Like, like I was crying and shit. Like, depressed, bro. Like, Did you feel like you lost your your opportunity at that point? Then, yeah. Like, I was in the cage, like crying. Like, dude, I fucking lost. Like, I mean, where I was at and all this shit, and they had high hopes for me, and and then it doesn't go your way, right? Mm. I'm like, it was devastating, bro. Like, I had to lie and tell people I was going to Brazil. Because whenever you're on, like, a show or, like, reality TV, like, you can't tell people you're there. And, like, it's really, like, with the contracts and shit. So I'm like, hey, guys, going to Brazil for three months, you know, to go do some jiu-jitsu. I'll see you guys, fucking, in a couple months. And I was gone for, like, four days, <laughs> you know? Oh. I didn't want to call home, you know? Like, so how did you tell people you canceled your Brazil trip? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I came back and I laid low. I yeah. stayed home. I was like, I laid low, bro, for like two weeks, like just down the fucking shitters, just in the dumps. Like, I thought I was good. You know what I mean? You have self doubt and shit. Like, what the fuck, you know? Um, but but somehow you overcome the self doubt and and like what what was the how did you do that? Like, how did you do? I kind of put shit in perspective. My coaches kind of put shit in perspective. Like, hey, um, uh, they chose you to do a commercial, right? Uh, they, you, you have, they like you, like you have a future, you know what I mean? So that, um, and then I was there. Um, my feet were on the mat. I was in there. I was with Roy Nelson and Shane Carwin and all those dudes. I was in there with Dana, you know what I mean? So like, I was good enough to get, get like this far, you know what I mean? And I was like, it gave me more to get, and even if you watch the fight, I fucked the fool up when the when the shit came up on TV. It was like, 
Griffin, so I thought Griffin was totally going to Dana White. Griffin totally going to win the fight. He's athletic, explosive. He was wasting the guy. Fucking, well, he's, like, he was all this, like, Max, 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 Max. And then the guy fought, beat me, Secord. You go, Secord, <laughs> durable guy. <laughs> mm. Durable guy. Durable. You know, kind of nutty, but real durable. He got his ass whooped. I mean, what do you if If all you could say is someone's durable, it can hang in there, you know. Even even when the dude was in the house, you're like, you got your ass whooped by Max. You shouldn't even be here. They're talking all this shit to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I you know, I kind of looked at in, internally like I wasn't ready. You know, I thought I was ready, but I looked now like if I would have went then, I would have got spit out and I'd be doing something else now. Like uh, my jiu-jitsu wasn't there. I only had four fights and you know, pro fight. You know, I was still green in like all my wrestling and, you know, I was a good striker, but compared, I was a little baby, you know, back then, baby. And uh, I was like, okay. So after I was like, fuck this, I'm going to fuck everybody up. And then I went on like a seven fight rampage and fucked everybody up. Um, yeah. yeah, it gives a fucking warpath. It, it, it fucking, it. Yeah, you gave me juice. Your record, I look when I was looking at your record when you when you started in UFC, you were just not you were winning. You were like you came in yeah. guns blazing, right? And and uh I don't know, we, we talked about some of your fights and one that stands out to us as like a staple and and probably to a lot of people is one is your most recent fight, right? Is uh Bra, Bra, Brahmiha, is that Brahima. how you say his name? Brahima. I Bra- didn't say his name until I beat him. I wouldn't even say it. <laughs> oh. I wouldn't even didn't want to give him any fucking credit. Oh, I like it. Because he was talking shit. Yeah. He was saying how he's just going to come in there and fucking submit me. He was. Like, fuck you. How about that? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Fuck that. So like, to, I've been in here. You had to break his ear in half. <laughs> hey, you hey, had to. You know? I had to show him fucking, you had fucking deal. Like I've I've fought some of the best guys in the fucking world, bro. Like I beat, you know, they didn't say I did it, but I beat the brakes off Tiago Alves. Um, that was one of my best fights. Mike Perry, like just these guys that are really fucking good, and I beat them. Um, I fought so many, and in the in the, even the guys that I lost to, I whooped their ass, and you know it was close. Like one one punch, they snuck a takedown, and they. They landed, or the fucking judges were fucking eating cookies, or something. I don't fucking know, <laughs> you know. Um, I've and, seen them uh, eat cookies during a fight. Actually, I've seen that happen. This fucking dude was eating M and M's on one of my fights and called it for the guy. That was before <laughs> I got to UFC. I was like at West Coast, but mm. eating fucking M some fucking piece of shit. Anyway, um, you, it's it's crazy now, um, but I. I fought so many good guys. So for this guy to be a, a new guy, yeah. he had a lot of hype on him. He was 8-0, all submissions, went in there and just submitted everybody in, like, seconds. Like, he's some fucking jiu-jitsu ace. But, hey, buddy, I'm not one of these fucking amateur guys that you're just – you're these tomato cans, you know what I mean? Um, like, you're not going to build shit on me. And if you think you're going to submit me, uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't happen. <laughs> I fucking fucked him up, uh, whooped him, and then I cut his ear off with the punch, kind of chopped it, like sliced it. It was with the elbow, like, right? Yeah, but first, if you watch, I punched it, and it sliced it like uh, right when I rocked him. At the end, it was like, like, like the last like minute. 
I stick him just right, and it zaps him, and he fucking does like the deer thing. <laughs> and right there, um, his shit had like had like a two centimeter like slit from top of the ear to like mid ear drum kind of. So when you and uh, when you land a hit like that, are you go? Do you go for a guy's ear because it's like it's sensitive, or, or does that just kind of happen when you? I tried to zap him. I tried to fucking crush his shit, but I think it kind of it. He kind of moved and it like hit ear and temple mm. and it hella like took him off. And once I seen him fucking stumble, I fucking swarmed him. And then I was putting it on him and I was on the cage and I had a good fucking head pressure on him. Because uh, he was a jiu-jitsu guy and fucking I took it to him, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he's bleeding all over me. And then uh, my coaches wanted me to throw the elbow earlier. And they're like, disengage, disengage. I'm like, fuck that. I'm a fucking, I'm an elbowless fucker. And then uh, I got like a little light, little overhook, um, like this kind of, and then wham, <clears throat> and fucking chopped his shit and got <laughs> back on him, got back on the head control and all. He was flushing down the drain. He was so fucking tired and bloody and spitting blood and he was getting fucked. Yeah, I saw and that. And then, uh, he took it though and pretty well I, though, because I saw like after he would he realized it was there. He just kind of <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> I mean, he was he was but he had these mouses, black eyes, bloody nose. He was a fucking yeah. He was meat puppet. He was done he was, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was he was gonna get finished. Like if that year didn't happen right then, he was gonna get like twenty more segments. He would have been done. He was fucking down the flushing down the drain, and then uh, when I saw the ear, bro, like I saw it like. I had head head control. My head was on him, like under his chin and shit, all over the side of his head. I, you know, I think his ear might even cut the cage a little bit, maybe. And uh, I saw it like an inch away, bro. Like I was like on my face was like on it, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god. It might and have I, been something else besides his ear at that point. Like it. You couldn't even probably tell what it was. No, it was a fucking ear. I'm sure. Uh, well, I saw it in the post interview. You had said that it was like a piece of brain at first, right? <laughs> you were like, "Yeah, was it a brain?" <laughs> I I wasn't expecting to see it, and then like literally, like one inch, it came into focus, and I peeled back like, "Whoa, oh my god!" And he looked at me like, "We we both stopped fighting, <laughs> like." Yeah, mid fight, the stop and be like, "Oh my, drop my hands! Oh my god!" And and he looked at me like, "What happened?" You know? Uh, yeah, he looked at me like, "What? Like what? <laughs> what is it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but, uh, yeah, the uh, UFC you know, calls it one of their most gruesome injuries ever. I I read on Fox Sports. Or yeah, they have an, um, yeah. It got blurred out on mm-hmm. TV. They they censored it. Censored online. Um, I was doing an interview backstage with them, and it is the worst ear injury in the UFC. Um, uh, what's I think Leslie Smith got her ear knocked, kind of cut. Um, I looked that up, and I was like, "Hey, what about Leslie Smith? I'm not trying to take shine away from people, you know." Yeah. And they're like, "No, this <laughs> you get the win. This was by far the most gruesome, and I'll take it." And and uh, so that and uh, warranted a a tattoo, right? A tattoo uh, of a, a tattoo of a souvenir, a severed ear, a souvenir <laughs> done by. I uh, have a rider, bro. Yeah, tattoo and, that's done, and that's kind of how um, 
how I got kind of introduced to, to you was through our good friend, <laughs> uh, Tattoo Pat at Imperious Rex. The tattoos. Yes, sir. Shout out. Yeah. Trees. Tats. Shout out to Imperious Rex. Yeah, he's my guy. I've known Pat. Pat's the homie, bro. I've known Pat for so long. Yeah. Um, was that your I've idea or was that his? It was mine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was mine. Okay. Well, I mean, so when this when this shit first happened, um, like my mom was pissed at me. Like, like it's not funny, Max. Like I talked to her that <laughs> night. That's <laughs> not funny. I'm not, I'm like, mom, I'm not laughing, but fuck, like, uh, it's the most gruesome injury, like, ever, you know, mom's like, fucking, what if he's really hurt, and all this shit, I'm like, it could happen to me, Yeah, right. he would try to, so fuck him, Yep. you know, I mean, I wish him the best, but fuck him in that moment, you know, can I ask you a question, my next guy, too, yeah, about ears, like, uh, obviously, one of the common things in UFC is this cauliflower ear, right, yeah. Does that go away ever, or is your ear forever cauliflower? You can yeah, see. I see. It's nice and interesting. cauliflower. Yeah, it's Max hard, is, bro. He, he's showing us his cauliflower ear right now uh, on the video, just for our listeners. Um, it's nice and chunky. You know, it comes and goes. It's dual. Well, like I have my baby, right? Yeah. I just had a little baby. His ears are so soft, so floppy, and probably yours too. Fuck. Yeah. Normal right. ears. Are very like soft ears. Mine are yeah. actually pretty hard, and I don't fight, so I should probably be worried. <laughs> 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 but like you, you know, you do a lot of jiu-jitsu and shit, and uh, wrestling, and it's just from the fucking friction of it, and getting out of chokes, and just, just, I mean, I, I mean. I've had these forever, but um, I mean, I, I used to have to syringe them every night, suck out the blood, oh, drain them, and you'd have to, so it would puff up. You can't even talk on the phone and shit. Like, it would hurt. You can't lay on your pillow. Like, you have to drain it, and then you put, like, a clothespin on it so it oh. doesn't, like, re-swell up. Wow. But the clothespins were, like, too tight, so they'd, like, leave a bad bruise. A fucking nightmare. So, so, it, so had a... what it is, essentially, is blood filling in the cartilage area is that kind yeah, of what's broken going on cartilage Ugh. yeah broken cartilage fills up with blood and pus and mm. then you suck it out and then oh. it just kind of shrinks down and then you do it again and then it pumps up and <laughs> shrinks down you get you get it inside outside there's people that i like, can't hear and shit like if yeah. you get it like deep in there like you gotta have surgery and shit and uh well fuck worst. man now so yeah so the dude he got his ear sewed back on. Um, but I'm, I remember going backstage. I'm like, how is he? Like, mm -hmm. you know, how's dude? <laughs> do, do you talk and, to him? Uh, do you, like, do you talk to him post fight, like, and check in? Like, hey, that was a good fight. Sorry about your ear. I finally reached out. Yeah. I was a little salty. I was a little salty. Yeah. I keep it real, bro. I'm fucking a thousand percent. Like, always. Like, if you're talking shit, you know. Um, it's not all good after I beat you. Like, you know. Yeah, and he was clearly talking all this shit. How he's shit. gonna submit me? Oh, you wanna submit him? Like, so I brought it up backstage, even. Now you know what? So after I beat him, he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, good fight and all this shit. And I was like, yeah, like kind of blew him off. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then backstage, I asked how he was, and then I seen him again back there. You know, I got a couple stitches too. Um, and he goes, I don't know, you know, what, what you heard about me or what you heard I said. I was like, I heard you said you're going to come out there and just submit me. 
You know, straight up. You're just going to come out there and submit me, and that's what's going to fucking happen. They had no respect for my shit, you know? And he goes, well, we didn't overlook you, you know? So that motherfucker said it, you know? Yeah. He said, we didn't overlook you. He's like, you know what? I thought I could try to box with you. And I'm like, <laughs> I smiled like, yeah, motherfucker. Uh, but, you know, I sent him a message. You know, people are, t- people are talking shit to me. All these fucking people. Oh, you from fucking whatever fucking country, you know? There were hella, like, Muslim dudes on people from overseas. Like, you have no respect uh, about the ear. And I can't believe you're fucking... I'm not, you look. If, how dare you not if, have respect for the ear, Max? I know. <laughs> you, the sensitive yeah, you're parts. You're posting about the ear, and, <laughs> you know. You're talking about. I'm riding that fucking wave. Oh yes. If, I'm riding the ear wave, bro. If if <laughs> riding the ear wave. Riding the ear wave. That's a t-shirt, right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to put an ear in a hat too, bro. Let's you got to put an ear in a hat. I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's interesting. You know, like you, you, you some of these guys that you fight, right? And you mentioned this in an interview, I can't remember where it was exactly, but you talked about having to kind of make your idols rivals. And not that this guy was any part an, an, an idol to you, but I'm sure, what's that like for you to like look up to someone, but then all of a sudden turn it around to, now I got to kick this guy's ass. You know, it's like, my mind The goes- best one of that was when I fought um, Tiago Alves. Legend, bro. He fought GSP. Fucking Tiago Alves yeah. has been the pit bull Alves, bro. I used to watch him. He was my favorite fighter for years in the UFC. Fucking just a fucking bruiser, Muay Thai fucking motherfucker, mm. a thrasher. And I, I had opportunity to fight him. And I was like, fucking hey, it's like you got to go to Brazil. Like let's fucking go. And uh I went out there and fucked him up. Yeah. Um, I whooped his ass, and it was in Fortaleza, his hometown. Wow. After the fight, we're like, fuck yeah. After the fight, he's hands down. I fucked him up. Like I I it was like a 10 8 the first round. He was like finished. He got he had when the when the round and I dropped him with like 10 seconds left and he's fucking done, you know. And then the bell rings and he's fucking slaying there and gets up. Um I kind of let him get back in in the second. But the third round, um, it wasn't back and forth. I had like three or four takedowns, like double his strikes. And then he wins. Hmm. It's like, like everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, like, uh, yeah, there were two Brazilian judges and there was one guy from England. The England guy had me winning. Um, 29-28. Um, easy though. Like clear one and three. Everything on the internet. It was like this thing, like 29 of the 30 media stations had me winning one and three. MMA Junkie, fucking Bloody Elbow, uh, Ariel Hawaiian, like all this shit said I won. I went backstage. He said I won. I went backstage. Uh, he's like, Sportaleza. He's like, sorry, his coach, Mike Brown. Yeah, we didn't fucking do enough to win that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone's like, I'm so sorry. The staff is like, I'm so sorry, Max. It's fucking terrible. Because look, when you lose, it's an L. And they take half your money. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking like good amount of money. You're going from, you know, thirty thousand to sixty thousand or whatever, whatever back, is, you right. know, then or whatever. You know what I mean? Like you just took thirty thousand dollars from me. Yeah. Because a fucking judge. You know what I mean? I was so fucking pissed, bro. I walked back there, I kicked the fucking garbage can like 
fucking like a field goal. Like <laughs> boom, right? I use, I'm usually pretty composed, bro. I kick, I'm still a nice guy. Listen to this. I kick the fucking garbage can. It goes like like 20 feet like ahead of me, like perfect. And it's all this shit over the place. And then I walk by and I pick it up. Shamefully. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, look at you, Max. You fucking look at you. You fucking nice. You you're a nice fu- guy. You lost the fight and now you're picking up your garbage man. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went backstage. You know those pool chairs? Those like white pool chairs. I like the apartment mm-hmm. pools or whatever. I picked that shit up and fucking threw it on the ground and she like broke like glass, bro. Like I was so fucking pissed. Everyone backstage, the fight, all the fighters were warming up. Like we won, bro. You all fucking raw, everyone. And the people say that a lot, but I really did this time. It was, I talked to uh, Mick Mick Maynard, uh, all like the executives, and they're like, "Yeah, you won that fight." You know, everyone's yeah. like, "You won." Like when you won the matchmaker who set up the fight said you won the fight. You know. Um, so that was a mental thing too for me because look, am I happy because I, you know what I mean? Like, I outstruck him, I beat him in takedowns, I fucking hurt, fucked him up. So it's like, yeah. do I? And if you see his face, we have a picture, bro. I look like this right now, how I look now when I fought him after. Wow. He is a fucking mess, a mess, a mess. Two black eyes, probably 50 fucking scrapes and bumps and hematomas oh dude his whole head swollen like and mm. i'm like this hey with the picture next to him like <laughs> you know uh you're ready to get but, your driver's license picture taken yeah <laughs> yeah and for me it's like but for me mentally it's like did i lose like what like internally did i lose did i win yeah. you know do i need to go back to the drawing board like you know, it was like a weird, like, like if 99 people, 99% of people said I won and some fucking Brazilian referee says that I didn't win, do I, do I let that one person influence like my psyche, you know? And, you know, it's, it's a weird, like, they're not going to give a That's fuck. That's a hard thing. Yeah. Person. Well, I mean, you, know, they're you, not you, give a fuck. you, you, you feel like you've won. All these people are saying you won, but the record still stays the same. And, and yeah. it just, you then you, then it marches on and then. The next fight comes, and the the people on ESPN are saying what your record is based off of this bullshit yeah. loss that you had or whatever, right? You know, it's but just... it it actually DC and shit would always talk about it. Uh, it actually got more love that I did that it was like a robbery than if I think I just would have beat him. Like yeah. even after fights, you're like, yeah, Max got robbed against you know Tiago Alves, and you know, so it, it they talked about it on numerous broadcasts after I fought that that I, it was fucked up you know what i mean so yeah. people knew people yeah. knew and i like tiago i mean much respect to tiago fucking he's a real good friend of mine he's i have a lot of respect for him nice. there was no bad blood i love that guy like he's one of the guys that i true I, I sincerely am a fan of his and nothing but respect for him now he's in bare knuckle um bare knuckle fc mm. um doing big things there yeah but, uh, wanted to talk to you about bare yes. knuckle since you brought I, it up what's your yeah i have to talk to you about Go that ahead. because i'm becoming a I, I haven't really ever followed ufc but i'm really loving the uh the bare knuckle fight club thing uh i think you could be a great fit for that man i'm sure you probably talked about that already 
but I'm just curious Fuck what that. your thought. No, I'm straight. No, why? I'm why? Too, is, can I ask you why? It's too brutal, it's too, bro. It is super brutal. <laughs> I'm straight. That's some. Master. That's some real yeah. shit. Fighting though. in hand wraps. Fuck that. Like I'm. I look too good for that. <laughs> but I like the the drama behind everything, like the build up to everything, and then when you get into the fight, it's just there's something so exciting about uh, about what they're doing, you know, and. uh I don't know. I just think it's, I, I think, and I'm probably wrong on this, but that is definitely going to be a league to look out for in the future. I think. Yeah, no, they're, they're doing big things. They're picking up a lot of good guys. A lot of good fighters. Yeah. Uninterested in it. I don't, I don't, to me, what made me not want to do it is when I saw, uh, Artem Lobov and Jason Knight fight. Yeah. Um, it was disgusting. And look, <laughs> I've been in some bloodbath, bro. I've I've you have the guy's ear off. The, <laughs> yeah, but I've been in some of the bloodiest fights in the UFC like ever. Yeah. Like, I've my shit's bloody. Like when I fought Cowboy <laughs> Oliveira, bro, like my shit was split and dude, yeah, I've a bloody fucking mess. Like, so I mean not scared of blood, like blood's whatever, but just the bare knuckle and your every punch is a cut, bro. Yeah. Like it's just mm. like like I mean, there's some beasts in it. And they're really good. The girls are dude, like that Taylor Starling chick. Yes. She's a stud, dog. Yes. She's a fucking stud. Shout out to Taylor Starling, bro. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, the girls in that Instagram. league are incredible in that league. She's a beast. Oh, I like yes. her, man. I, their, their fight. Yeah, I, I reached out to her. Uh, like you're a fucking beast, and she was like, "Thank you." You know, she's cool. But uh, yeah, um, just for me, I'm. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to say never, but I right now I'm uninterested in doing it. I'll go watch. Yeah. But as far as wanting to do it, I have no like no um, no need or no. Gotcha. Well, and, and you nothing. Probably, There's no. You probably yeah. don't want your kids like to see you uh, with a ripped, a completely ripped face from just bare knuckles cutting every time you get. I mean, I really don't mind that. No. I mean, my son, my son Julian, he's come to a few fights. Mm-hmm. He came to Atlanta and watched him beat up that Russian dude. And, <laughs> um, Russian dude. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that Russian dude. Actually, he was Chechnyan from Chechnya. Right. Um, he was a piece of shit. He's a fucking prince. He was a prince. He's a real prince. Um, a real prince. Yeah. Look, dude. <laughs> this dude. Yeah. Tell this him. fucking punk ass dude. Um, Tell us how you really wow. feel about yeah. it. <laughs> yes, please. We want the real. <laughs> I've never like had a more stressful like fight camp. Like, like I fought Mike Perry. He's a fucking. He's just crazy. He just talks shit and all this shit. He's just wild. But this this fucking Russian dude, dude. Like I was getting so much like emails. Zelim real champ. Zelim real champ. All in my inbox and all this shit. When we got there. um, he tried to find me at the hotel in front of my like family and wow. like was like throwing shit and like threatening me and like the cops were there and like they kept grabbing dude like hey you can't like try to fight him right now like you're fighting he was in a restaurant trying to hulk up in some fancy ass restaurant we're eating fucking like fried green tomatoes in Atlanta <laughs> and with all the like like we weighed in, bro. We we weighed in, and after you weigh in, you fucking like pig out. And they always put us in like the nicest fucking hotels. And this was before COVID, so I mean, it was packed. Um, but it was in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. Shout out to ATL. I love the city, the people, the vibe is fucking dope. Anyway, um, I'm in Atlanta, um, reading all this bomb of food, and he comes up to me 
to my family. He's like, you talking shit, you talking shit. Tries to get in my face. I'm like, hey, we're fighting fucking tomorrow. So I'll fuck you up tomorrow, you know. In my face. Francis Ngannou. <laughs> fucking. He's right by Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou stands up and, like, bear hugs him. And, like, everyone runs in there. And his people come. And, and after he grabs him, that's when he does the whole, oh, you hold me back. That's when he does the whole spill some water. Tries to throw this water at me. Hits his drink and shit. There's, like, these old people next to me, like, all nervous. I'm like, I'm going to fight that guy. So so they pull him out of there, you know. Yay, motherfucker, you can't. The security came. The cops came. Like, you can't fight. Like, you know, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in a restaurant. Like, everyone's all scared and shit. And I'm telling the lady, I'm like, I'm going gonna, uh, gonna to beat that guy up or, um, tomorrow or whatever. Like, okay. <laughs> Say that you so said, casually. Yes. <laughs> hey. I was like, yeah. I was like, no, really, like, I'm fighting him tomorrow, like, <laughs> on TV, like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm actually going to beat his ass tomorrow, you know, so you watch it. You can tune and, in and uh, see what this actually would have looked like yeah. had it happened. Because, <laughs> look, if we would have fought, I would have got suspended. Yeah. I wouldn't have fought. You get, like, like a six-month suspension, then you don't fight on the car, so I don't get any of my money. And then I get suspended, and the fuck, what, the, what is that? What is, what? <sighs> why you know what i mean so yeah. after they talked to the dude they talked to the dude hey hey you can't it, look it was his debut too he was from fucking like thailand he's like from tiger muay thai this badass fucking russian that was undefeated eight knockouts this scary all these spin kicks and spin elbows like this crazy good guy so they set me up with that fucker and um i go out there so so it's already tense and then so they tell him, like, hey, you can't do this shit. We're getting on the bus. Um, so, like, um, we're getting on the bus. We're about to get on the bus. We send these tables. He walks by me and fucking, like, flinches and, like, does that shit to me, like, with water. and Like, gets water on me. They're like, hey, they like, have to grab him again. They have to grab him again. So it's, like, the third time he's, like, doing shit. Like, he's a fucking kid, bro. Like, he's a kid that, like, fucking listens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I- I'm on the bus. You look, so... We have to weigh in, like, 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 uh, do the ceremonials. This is uh, UFC 236. It was Adesanya and oh, who was that? Yo Romero? When I'm at, you know, no, it was Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum. Adesanya and Kelvin Gastelum. It was a crazy fucking night. Um, and uh, so it's a pay per view, so it's big. And I, I tell them, so look, when you go to weigh in and like you walk, the TV shit when you go on stage, you're you're lined up like front to back with your opponent in the fight order. Mm-hmm. So first fight, second fight, third fight, fourth fight. I said if I'm standing by him, I'm gonna fuck him up. Like he can't be in my like zone. He already threatened me. You know what I mean? He's trying to put his hands on me. I'm gonna fuck him up. If if you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it, it was past that. Like if you come in my fucking circle, I'm gonna fuck you up. And um, I told him on the bus, like, I swear to God, I'm going to break his fucking neck if he fucking touches me. And, um, and the fight won't happen. I'll, it will be fucking about 20 minutes is what I told him. So they said, okay, Hogan. They pull him off, and they put me in a room, and they separate us. I have, like, four fucking big-ass security guards around me. Shout out to Steve Cusco, my homie from fucking uh, New York. He's actually, oh, what's his fucking name? The dude who just got out of jail. Ah, with the hat. Uh, Bobby Smurda. He's fucking protecting Bobby Smurda right now. I swear to God. 
but he 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 was protecting me and fucking all of them, you know, and uh was keeping them away from, like keeping us separated, you know. And uh we end up going on stage, we make it out, he's in my face, Dana's fucking holding him back and he's fucking still doing his shit. He's a fucking idiot. And then I fight him, fucking beat him. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we end up fighting, I beat him, and then even backstage, I don't know if he's gonna try to try to like sucker punch me or like he was such a piece of shit, bro. Like, like, like I don't know. Like it was so stressful. Like this, like, like even when I had to walk around at the hotel, like I had to have people with me to like break us up. You know what I mean? I had to have like guards, kind of like. Yeah. My coaches had to like, like, because we fought, I wouldn't have fought. Do you right? think any yeah. of that's theatrics on his part? Like just trying to try. I was to, gonna say the same thing. Yeah, theatrics, like, like building it? up the story. Kind of, but listen to this. He's a fucking prince. Right. I find out from fucking Ali, my, my boy Cody Garbrandt. He's managed by Ali Abadiz or whatever. <laughs> um, I think he said it right. And he manages the same guy. And he told me that he's a fucking prince, like a real prince, like a millionaire prince, like mm-hmm. like royalty out there. So he fucking Mr. Misspoiled. He's spoiled. He just he acts like a little kid. That's what I'm saying. Like right. they slap his hand. Don't do that. And then he does it again. Like you're a grown man. Like who does that? Like, and he's a fucking prince. Yeah. Like a real prince. So that's why he's a prince. And that's why it's like a little bitch. Uh, <laughs> he's a prince. You, let me ask. Let me ask you another real qu- shit. a question because uh, we're gonna have to wrap soon. But I really want to get your perspective on this. <laughs> um because it's a good interview oh, i love it and <laughs> I, love I have it, yeah. a bunch of questions to ask you so i'd love to have you on maybe after your fight and, and talk some more but w- one of the things i saw you post on on an, i think it was instagram and um i commented on it and uh is is the mr potato head is no longer mr potato head and i asked i was like and i didn't know when i saw your post i was like what did he do now? Why is he in trouble? And you said he's a man. And so then I looked into it more and, and, you know, now there's no Mr. Potato Head. There's no Mrs. Potato Head. It's just, I guess it's just Potato Head people. Potato and head, like, yeah. What? I just want to get your perspective on this just because I, I think it's interesting. You're an interesting guy and, you know, you fucking go in the ring and you beat people's asses and you beat up princes and, you know, you <laughs> people's fucking ears off. And I kick garbage cans. <laughs> yeah, you, you pick break up. chairs, you pick up, you pick up deer shit. So I'm just like, or potential deer shit, <laughs> you know, like. I didn't pick it up. The, the, okay. I had someone pick it up. Okay, good. <laughs> fucking, yeah. All right. Let, let that be known. <laughs> Yeah. But but in this climate, like you gotta watch everything you say because you know you've got a following and you're you're part of UFC, yeah. so you gotta be careful of what you put out there. But like, yeah. how crazy is the climate now, where where anything you can say, you could lose your job in in UFC if you say the wrong thing these days, or is UFC kind of pro- protected from that because the it's good such thing a, is. The good thing is um, Trump and Dana are homeboys, so that's a fucking oh. yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be here if if, uh, if someone else uh, was in charge of that. Uh, but it's a joke, man. Like it's to me, it's fucking. You know, I don't want to say too much, but it's like <laughs> it's 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 getting really crazy how everything is offending people and 
everyone's getting real soft and um it's a fucking potato like <laughs> well there's i guess ha- yeah. hasbro reneged on part of it so it the brand is called potato they took the potato head off but there is still like a male and female kind yes. it's like but why what's wrong with being normal like what's wrong with fucking it's like they cater to the 0. 0.5 like 0.1 for uh, Probably less than that. Probably less than 1% of the population that they cater everything to. And it's bad business. That's fucking bad business. You don't do that fucking anywhere. Like, do you feel like in today's world, it seems to pay off that you're quote unquote woke? Well, people think that's like woke mentality, right? Where it's like, oh, okay. You know, because I think the idea is like, look, what if my kid identifies as, as a boy, but identifies as a woman? It's like, I wouldn't say that's woke. I say well, I, I, it's just, I'm just saying like in the mentality of selling things, you know what I mean? <laughs> like you're selling it to the woke people. You know what I'm saying? To me, it's like, like, like I was at the hospital, right? I just had my baby. Congratulations. Male, female. That's what was on the thing. That, that's, what, that's what was on the fucking paper. Is your, is your kid a male or a female? That's what it said. Right. And you pick. Mm-hmm. And there's people that think the kid should pick. I mm. swear to you, I've seen shit where, well, they should be able to choose. Right. I mean. But they don't even know they're alive yet. At that time, yeah. They don't even know they're alive. But <laughs> they're making life decisions. Like, yeah. you know, it's. Yeah, it, it's like. Nothing is wrong with being fucking regular. And, and the people acting like, I don't know, man. I'll probably get over saying that, but I don't give a fuck. And it's how I feel. Uh, it's. It's okay to be regular. It's okay to be white. It's okay to be black. I saw Coca-Cola fucking is going through a bunch of shit when I was in the hospital. I seen it that they put a thing out how to be less white or <laughs> don't be so white that, that they put in their wow. PR shit about, yeah, <laughs> like I'm part white. You know what I mean? Like my mom's white. Like I, I have a full, like, you know, I can speak on all this shit because yeah. I'm, I'm black, white. I want this shit. You know what I mean? So it's not like I'm just coming from some some one place you know what i mean so for me it's like you're just stirring shit man you're stirring shit they're trying to put us all against each other so they could so so we can like need them and they're gonna take take over our shit man well they they need us to be pussies is what they want they need people to be pussies to listen to to be conformative and to do whatever the fuck people say and um fuck that well, you're definitely you, you don't fall in the genre of what of the pussies, Max. You, you don't, no. <laughs> Max Payne. Max Payne. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you'll you'll Talk probably man. you'll probably uh, prove that again coming up on uh, the 20th of March, <laughs> right? Right, because oh, yeah. you got a big fight coming up. It's uh, what UFC 188. 188 UFC Fight Night 188 on ESPN. I'm on the main card, is what I'm yeah. looking like. Yes. Um, you could chop someone's ear off, you get some recognition in this bitch, you know. <laughs> That's right. That's all I'll you gotta do. It. And and <clears throat> you should have told me. And and so, like when you go to so it's in Las Vegas. When you go to Vegas, do you like are you do you just go to your room and like hide there like a monk until the fight, or you do you get to go out or what what's your it's different now. It's different now though. It's COVID. So yeah, so originally, I mean I fought in Vegas a bunch of times. Um but like it's usually a fucking madhouse shit show. Like 
you're in New York, New York, and you're walking around. Oh, welcome Like, it's so draining. There's thousands of people. There's smoke. There's fucking... It's the fucking shit show. Which is cool if you're fucking partying, or you're, you know what I mean? <laughs> but if you're, like, zen and, like, in the zone and focused on, like, your work, like it you. sucks. It sucks. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 this fucking back a fucking vacuum. It like sucks your energy, bro. It does. Um, yeah, you have to walk around these big hotels. Everyone's fucking drunk in the elevator with you. Oh my god, you're fucking fighting us, spilling beer on you and shit. You're just like ruin your eyes. Like fuck, get the fuck away from me, you know. Um, uh, but this last time, um, COVID, we have our own hotel, our own hotels, all us. Like wow. it's shut down. Like we rented the whole, sh- like all of it out, like all of it. It's like they, we rented it out for months. Like, I don't know if fucking, we've had that <laughs> good shit UFC, but, uh, but we, it's like, it's like, so we get there now, actually first we have to do a, do a COVID test over the phone in our nose, put it in the bag on the camera, put it in the bag, send it. So someone else can't take the test or whatever. And once you pass that, then they fly you out. We get there. You go straight, you test again, go straight to wow. your room. Then you can't leave the room until you're fucking clear, um, which is usually the next day. And then you could kind of walk around the hotel and then you get tested again. If you pass that, then you're cool. And then you could, you could leave. You could like leave the comp. I mean, you could go eat, you can fucking do whatever you want, but don't get COVID in that time mm-hmm. because then you get back, they test you again. Wow. And if you pass, you go fight. If you don't, you don't get the fight. So that's four tests. Um, that's a lot of tests. But it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but 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 they they do the throat one, like then your throat. They don't do the nose one. They did the nose one on the on the camera. But when you get there, they just put it in your on your tongue, like a little Q-tip, yeah. and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. It was. Um, I mean, it sucked ordering fucking DoorDash for all your shit. Yeah. You know, that sucked. Um, but um, it was calm. It was quiet. Only fighters, like managers, and fight, the fight people were there. Yet. We had these fat, like, uh, what are those rooms? It was almost like an apartment. It had, like, a stove, yeah, like, like a an villa? extended stay kind of thing. Like a villa? Yeah, but it was like an apartment. Like a super suite. Um, like a super suite? Super suite villa? Yeah, but, like, we had, we had, like, the TV in the in the main room with the refrigerator, cabinets, all, like, it was like a full kitchen. Well, so that we sounds cook amazing. And put all our shit. And then, and then we each had our own room, too, like, attached with shower, TV, fat closet. Like, it's nice. So, like... It's like living in an apartment for like a week nice. instead of like instead of like being in a fucking hotel where you're hitting the buttons and it's fucking the people are sucking your energy. <laughs> so it's a, it's, a, a, it's a penthouse, right? I guess so. I bought, you know, I bought my PlayStation and shit. <laughs> we're fucking playing. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. Like I enjoyed it. It, it, it was way more like mellow. And, nice. Uh, everyone had their own room to train in. So wow. instead of like usually you, there'd be like ten people, like you'd have, they'd put they they'd have like a conference room at a hotel and they'd like pl- kick everything out and put your name on there and there's ten guys in their fat room. But this time it's like they cleared out a hotel room, they threw the bed on the wall, and put mats in there with a sauna, so wow. everyone had their own like private training room and their own sauna. It was fucking great. Mm. Um, it was yeah, it was fucking awesome, and. uh yeah, even fighting out there with COVID. Uh, 
you know, you kind you fight at the PI at the Apex, which is um, their performance institute kind of out there. The Apex is this building that they built where they run the contender series fights. So they they're they're self contained. They have their own cage and equipment and all the shit. So like everything shut down. But we're a private business. We do what the fuck we want, you know. Um, so we're in there, and it was more more like martial artsy. Like it's just the coaches. It's me and the coaches. You can hear them. There's no crowd. Um, you can hear everything your coaches say. You could, you could. It it it's way more calm and like it's like sparring kind of. Um, it's just even listening. You're way more focused. Even listening on like the on the TV or like on the on the highlights. You know, you can look on YouTube and see some of the fight your last fight. You can hear everything that they're they're saying to you guys and or like what the yeah. the ref is saying. Yeah. It's just, with no fans, it's wild. Like you could hear if someone I farted, you could hear it. You yeah, know? yeah. I like hearing the shots. I like watching the fights better. Personally, like you, yeah. you, you. When somebody gets hit hard, or you, you could like, I could like feel their soul leave their body when I'm watching. Like, <laughs> oh, he's hurt. I could tell. Like, oh, he. You could like smell. I could smell it. Like, oh, he's fucked up. And yeah. then he'll crumble. Or you know, when it's loud, <sighs> it's cool. Cause look, when I watched the bare knuckle, I was like, fuck yeah, I missed the fucking crowd. The bare knuckle had the crowd yeah. and fucking. <sighs> I miss the fucking ah, yeah. craziness, right? It's fucking electric. Um, so I did when I was watching Bare Knuckle this last couple weeks ago. I fucking love the crowd. It was fucking. I was leaving, bro. Oh my god, I was fucking going crazy when Chris Lee fucked that dude up. Uh, but yeah, so but it's just different with the crowd with no crowd. Um, it's way more like zenny kind of fight, like it's an intimate my, experience. My gym, right? yeah, yeah, my gym versus your gym. It's, it's like it's like less pressure um it just felt i just felt so i mean my my mentality changed too um so i don't know if that that i'm sure played into my new experience um and it worked great man i have a new mental coach danny patterson who's not new anymore because i've been working with him for a while but he looked at all my stuff and he's really about getting like your core values on like what makes you like the best version of you and for me um being authentic and having fun like he watched a bunch of my fights um and he's like dude when you're having fun you fight your best when you're like smiling and like loose and you fight your best when you're all tense and tight you know you don't do as well right um you miss shit i mean think about it when you hit a baseball or do anything fucking hella tight anything like you're slower you have to release that tension and then you got to move and you're telegraphing and you're burning energy um so I was like, you're right. Fucking, I'm having fun. So that whole training camp, I was having fun. Sparring. Uh, just, like, like I love this. Like, I'm in the fucking UFC, motherfucker. Like, I'm fighting for fucking a lot of money. $100,000. Like, fuck yeah, I'm happy. Like, yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah, I'm fucking happy. You mean, you're like, why am I mad? Like, yeah. why am I? And I, I started training like that. And this, this first fight, bro, was my first fight that I had, like, intentional fun. Like, oh, yeah. He's gonna fucking submit me. I'm gonna fucking spank this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, well he's gonna get me paid, and um, I did. I felt so calm walking in. I was smiling, talking to the ref. He's like, "You ready?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, it wasn't so fucking serious because I'm telling you, like, I don't know if it's a stigma or just you kind of think how you have to be, even on like the photo shoot, like you're fucking mean mugging yeah, yeah. and shit. <laughs> I started like my coach is like, "Have fun." And like he's like shaking his knees and dancing in the back behind the camera guy, fucking crazy. So I'm like laughing and 
like my heart was beating. It's 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 weird that it's like these high stress. He's the photo shoot, right? Turn left, turn right. With these big fucking backdrops and shit. Like, um, my heart was like pounding. Like 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 my my adrenaline was going. I'm like, calm down, Max. Like, you're taking pictures. Like, mm. you're in the UFC. You're taking pictures. Enjoy this shit. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, and then I started smiling, having fun, and like it kind of released like that 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 anxiety kind of feeling like in my stomach and the same thing you know when i went to go fight i was always being cool and calm and then when they called my name it's like fuck it's like a natural like oh you know Let's go. i mean it's a big deal yeah, bro it's yeah. fucking it's a big thing <laughs> like it's hard to explain i'm trying to explain it well like you are no that's yes. that's a that's it's an a, insight i think a lot of people don't have you know when when we're watching we just see the finished polished product and we don't get to yeah. know what it's like in a photo shoot or in the hotel room or, you know, yeah. in the fucking um, restaurant when the guy's throwing water on you. Yeah. I mean, fuck, you want to kill these guys, but you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hold back. And to me, to, to have this experience, even when I went in there, I just felt so comfortable and I'm like, fucking have fun. Yeah. yeah. Whoop this motherfucker. Have fun. Don't be so serious. You fight your best when you have fun. So I was like, so fucking have, have the fuck out of fun. Like have super fun. And I really, dude, my my cardio, like I was on point, like I wasn't tired at all. I was fucking piecing them up. In between rounds, I'm like grabbing the water, like, like not even like like how I am now. Like, okay, well, you know, Max, throw a little bit more volume. You know, come around, I'm like, all right. Like, usually it's like, okay, you know, and you're like just cameras and you're telling people screaming and shit, and it's all crazy. This time it was like, okay, well, I was standing up, didn't want the stool. I was like, okay, well. Give me a little bit more water. All right. Or do you want me to hit him on the body? All right. Let's do it. You know, it it was so more like nonchalant. And um, this max more volume. Every time you pick it up on him, you bust him up. So fucking turn up the heat on him. And I did. And then shit just started falling into place. And I get the finish, you know. So for me, it's like I had fun. The first time I intentionally had fun, I had the best performance of my life. So now I need to have it's it's like incentive to have more fun. Like you're telling me that I just um intentionally had fun and I chopped this fucker's ear off and mm-hmm. got paid and went viral. It's on World Star, it's on fucking all the shit, New York Post, all the shit. It's everywhere. It's all over everything. Oh dude, it was fucking all over everything. And that's a great Steve-o. that's a great message to people everywhere doing whatever you do, right? Is like have fun with it. Exactly. And it's, and it's probably especially if it's your passion then it's probably going to be your best work exactly well said exactly yeah exactly no that's perfect yeah that's a segue that 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 that's everything we do like people stay stuck at these jobs that they fucking hate just because they think they have to and need money there's other shit you could do why why have a fucking why yeah people like talk themselves into thinking shit's okay no i'm fine it's great like it's fucking you hate your fucking boss you hate your coworkers, but oh, it's fine you just like lying to yourself and then you start believing it and then your mind's all fucked up and and then you look back and you're six years old fucking hate your life because why yeah you know it's your choice it's your choice now mm-hmm. so um you know do what you want to do and live your fucking life man um i fucking love my life man i fucking mm. love it it's fucking hard mm. uh you know, i have a lot fucking going on and it's not all peaches and cream but um it's more way more um 
it's a lot. It's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> it's pretty dope. I mean, shit happens. Shit happens all the time. But hey, just just solve it and make it happen and keep moving. Like audible, 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 all yeah. fucking day, audible. Okay, it doesn't work. Oh, fucking, this happened. Your tire flat. Fix it. Oh my god, my tire flat. Oh my god, just fucking, just you know, people just need to fucking just get shit done and keep moving, man, and be positive and. Um, you know, I think the more positive shit you do and the better outlook you have and really it's about being thankful, man, and grateful. Like the more gratitude you have, the more better shit happens. And and when you're in that like like truly like thankful, like like shit happens. You get little gifts and shit from whoever, God or the energy that be or the powers, whatever the fuck it is. Um and it it it's assertiveness. It 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 reinforces it, like, oh yeah. Um well, yeah, so so yeah. the more stuff you do and the the more grateful you are, the more stuff you'll be grateful for. And um it just flows, man. It's contagious. And um shit's fucking going so fucking good right now. It's it's insane. Like, oh man, I'm so blessed. I have a lot of shit going on. Um, but uh I wouldn't change it for the world. It's what I wanted. It's a good problem to have. It's not really a problem, it's just I just got to manage my time. Yep. Everything's on a schedule. I don't even know what I'm doing tonight without looking at my schedule or yeah. tomorrow. Like, like my, everything's calendared. And, um, you know, shit happens. Like, you know, I'm my own boss. So I do what the fuck I want so I could change it. You know, <laughs> I don't want to do, I don't feel like doing that today when I want. Or well, I do whatever the fuck I want. Really? We, I really do. And to me, it's how you're supposed to live. Well, we do know on the calendar, March 20th, you're fighting. So we want to tell the listeners. Yes. Watch uh, ESPN uh, UFC Fight 188. UFC Fight UFC. Night 188. Fight Night yeah. 188, right, Uncle Dad? Yes, sir. And then that's on Uncle Dad. Yeah, Uncle Dad. <laughs> I said, said it, it once. He, he said, said it. it. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Well, we're gonna we're gonna hold that sound bite. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dad. <laughs> Uncle Dad. Uncle Dad. Yeah. It's a fun thing to say, man. That's why I love that name. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird. I've never heard it. Oh, hey, now you have, and that's hey, all that matters. That's that's mine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, I do gotta say, man, before we wrap up. Um, they can just watch it on ESPN Plus, or do you? Or you can watch it on any ESPN. It's ESPN, motherfucker. Okay, really? it's the real deal. This it's the, the real. <laughs> look, the fights usually are not. Look, like like ninety percent of the fights are on ESPN Plus. Yeah, that's why I was. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I know. This one, it well, what I saw is ESPN. At least the main too. card. I saw that too. Um, awesome. I, I had the double look. Like <laughs> ESPN, ESPN. Okay, nice. I'll take it. They had that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking thanks for the love. You have seen, baby. I love you guys. Awesome, but, uh, man. We are definitely me. They want to see Mike. someone get fucked up on ESPN. Yep. So I'll take okay. it. Okay. Me and Mike will be there to watch that. So we are incredibly excited to watch you do your thing and, you know, hopefully uh, maybe rip two of your ears off this time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a nose. Maybe a nose. <laughs> You yeah, gotta mix, mix it up. up. Mix it up. Exactly. You gotta mix it up. <laughs> I can't get the same tattoo twice. So. <laughs> I like it, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time coming on our show. As always, they can follow you on Instagram, correct? Yes, sir. Max Payne Griffin. Um, I got my own CBD line, so hit nice. me on that. MaxPayneCBD.com. I got my website, MaxPayneGriffin.com. I have merch maxpainstore.com yeah. uh, we have a lot of shit going um hit me i try to respond um if you have any questions sponsor inquiries any kind of fucking questions you want some a poster or autograph or something 
um, info at maxpaingriffin.com. Awesome. Um, and we fucking keep this shit rolling. Yeah. Did you sign something to I Uncle got Dad? some dope-ass fucking hats coming out. That's right. They're oh, yeah. Thick yeah, as yeah. Fuck. <laughs> They're thick as fuck. So we've got some... It's, um... it's good. Yeah, we've got some hats coming out collaboration between myself and and Mr. Max Payne. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, Max, it, let's have you on again after the fight. Yeah, let's. Uh, I've got For I've sure. got other questions I want to ask you, and and you're you know. Yeah, I, I feel like I hogged the mic on some stories that I haven't told. So. <laughs> no, it's no, good, man. We those are fat. Those are great, stories are great, and and yeah. people they want to hear that. So you know, I'm glad you did. For yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, uh, Max, and always to our audience. Love each other, respect each other, and we'll see everybody next week. Bye.